All right. Hey, Vikings fans. Welcome in. My name's Evan. Got Austin here. Hello, hello. And this is the Skull Hop. Uh, we're just a couple of dudes from Iowa. We like drinking beer and we like talking about the Minnesota Vikings. What are we drinking today, my Evan, friend? Today, today's a good day. It is a good day. We are drinking probably my favorite beer. I don't. We haven't drank this on the podcast yet, have Not we? Not on the air, no. no. So this is from an Iowa brewery, Toppling Goliath. I think where are they out of Decora. Decora, yeah. yeah. Um, and we are drinking their pseudo Sioux. It is my favorite beer of all time. It's up there for me. It's a good one. It's a great IPA. Yep. And it's and it's hidden. It is not failing me right now. It's doing its job. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Purple dinosaur on the can. Yeah, it's just they must have been thinking about Barney when they designed this can. <laughs> uh, and I'm not knocking it. It's a good yeah. can. The only problem with it is there's some green in there, and I think they could get rid of the green. You know, maybe replace it with some yellow. I'll say it. Purple and green are not horrible color combinations. I mean, just I'm I looking. Disagree I'm looking you. at your panoramic picture of All right. of U.S. Bank right now. All right, I can see purple that. in the end zones, and then man, green grass is beautiful, but it has to go with purple. You get any yellow in there at all that's not completely surrounded by purple like we can't do green and yellow that's well if you sickening. look at if you look at the end zones at u.s bank stadium there's no yellow it's yeah they knew what they were doing purple and then the vikings in white mm-hmm. and then you have the yellow mostly yellow logo that's true in but that's the that's center. the nordic that's like blonde that's true. not yellow true that picture that panorama that I have of the stadium, that is the first game. That is the opening kickoff. Yes. Regular season game against the Packers in 2016 when the yeah. stadium opened. I was in the hospital watching that game because we had just had our oldest child. Nice. I was holding her in my arms, and we watched our first Vikings game together. That's a great memory. That was a good game, too, I believe, against the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Packers, so and we won. Because this is a podcast and not a video podcast for the listeners uh it's just a just it's a beautiful panoramic photo um encompassing the entire stadium full probably right at kickoff yeah, it is right at it's kickoff. a good one yep the packers were kicking off to the vikings we'll we'll, we'll take a picture we'll post it up on instagram it's That's, a good one yeah i bought it online i probably spent way too much on it but i was like i have to have that in yep. my vikings man cave it's a good one you'll have it forever it's a good one. All right, so we have welcomed, we have discussed our delicious beer and talked way longer about a panoramic picture than I ever thought we would. But we we need to talk about something that you just did yesterday. Yeah. First, before we get into anything else. Yeah. What did you do yesterday? Yesterday, uh, unless you're like a future like life insurance salesman of mine, <laughs> you disregard all of this, uh, but I, for the first time... Probably not the last time. Uh, for the first time, I went skydiving, and it was amazing. And there was a pretty good joke that came out of your skydiving yeah, experience. Yeah, so can you tell that? Uh, I can. Um, so I heard this from one of the skydiving instructors. You know, before we jumped, because there was a, a lull, and we were waiting for another instructor to get done jumping. Uh, this uh, this instructor said, uh, "How do you know the difference between a golfer?" And a skydiver, and I said, I don't, I don't know, I can't, couldn't tell you. He said, okay, so when a golfer makes a mistake, you hear, whack, dang it, and uh, and when a skydiver makes a mistake, you hear, dang it, 
whack. <laughs> That's a good joke. Pretty morbid, if you really think about it. Well, um. <laughs> we don't have to think too deeply about it, but it's pretty funny. Fortunately, the uh, the guy that I was strapped to when we jumped out of this plane uh, was very knowledgeable, uh, knew everything about everything, and we did not hear dang it the whole time, or a whack. Yep. Uh, we yep. even landed gracefully. It was amazing. That's a good thing. Yep, do it. If you ever want to do it, just go for it. And I watched the videos... It was pretty cool. Oh, it seems intense. like seems like it was pretty well done. Like those guys knew what they were doing. And oh yeah, yeah. My instructor said he was going to jump ten to twelve times yesterday. <sighs> Couldn't imagine. Yep. Couldn't imagine that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, one of these days we'll do it together. Yeah, skull a skull jump, skull jump, not a hop. We'll wear our Viking shirts and we will scream skull at the top of our lungs. Yeah. While jumping from a perfectly good airplane. I, I did, uh, as we were walking to the plane, uh, because Skull has ingrained itself so much into me. Most people say like, yeah, let's go. I, I say Skull. 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 Uh, as we were walking to the plane, I was so pumped up as I just said, Skull. And n- either nobody heard it or registered it enough to look at me weird. But I immediately was like, oof. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not amongst the Vikings fans. You right were now, in so. Illinois. You were kind of in like Bears territory yeah. over there. So yeah, <laughs> it worked out. So yeah, go skydiving. Do there it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we got to talk about uh, just the off season and training camp. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where we need to start, and then I think eventually we can get into the first preseason game that just happened. Um, a couple of days ago as mm-hmm. of the recording of this episode. Um, but let's start with off-season moves and training camp. Training camp is pretty much done. Um, we've moved into preseason, and, I mean, the season's going to be here before we know it. Yeah. Um, what's the situation with the offensive line? Do you think the Vikings are going to make any moves that way? I know Dalton Risner's kind of bubbled to the top as a top candidate for a spot there. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely an interesting name. Um, and if he were to be signed to this team, my first instinct is that he would replace Ed Ingram. But that would mean that, is it Reisner, Risner? Uh, Don't go with, R. I'm going to go with Risner. The, yeah, that he... R-I-S-N-E-R. I believe he has played on the left side as left guard for his career. So... Um, that actually is a pretty big transition for offensive linemen. I've heard it being equated to, you know, trying to write with your non-dominant hand um, hmm. just out of nowhere because you're so used to playing that position from, you know, the specific side you play on. So if you were to replace Ed Ingram, he'd be switching to the right side. Um, and I don't know. I think he would be an immediate upgrade over Ingram or Ezra Cleveland, though I don't, I don't think Ezra Cleveland is that bad i think he he can hold his own and honestly ed ingram i mean he's just a rookie last year like he's got a lot of room that he can grow into and i think he could be really good unless he is not showing up in practice yeah i think he he definitely has to not step on kirk's foot (laughs) exactly after the snap (laughs) like if we can avoid that that's a that's a start Mm -hmm. Uh, i think another interesting thing and we'll get to the preseason game here in a little bit but um, he was the only starter from last year that I can tell 
that pl- that started the preseason game. Mm, okay. So, I mean, it kind of seems like he still has some stuff to prove, perhaps, or the coaches just want him to have those extra reps to really kind of get comfortable and settle into his role. Yeah, that would make know. some sense. And who knows, maybe the lack of a signing, um, a Risner signing, just kind of makes you know gives us proof that the coaching staff are comfortable with the guards that they have um i could be just totally i am making that up but you never know um or it could be that they need to make sure the dollars and cents work out um they could have just been trying to get to know him a little bit in case an injury happened well i mean Um, i'm i'm looking at this article from the daily norseman mm -hmm. and he was uh Risner was where is he? Where did it say that? He's a second round pick. He was okay by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been yeah. a long time starter. Forty first overall out of K State, okay. Kansas State. Um, and it seems like just from skimming this article by the Daily Norseman that money would be the the kicker here. Yeah, it would kind of it, it it might be the the hold up. It could be, but also, I mean, 31 other teams have had an opportunity to sign him. He's been a free agent this yeah. whole time. I mean, all off season. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just waiting. Maybe he's waiting for. You never know if a big, you know, contending team like the Vikings um, <laughs> have some injury here, in either in the rest of camp or yeah. early in the season. I don't know. Um, it. I, I would be initially excited if they signed him, just because. He's a he's a solid player, and you always gotta like adding solid players to the team. Um, and I think at the very least, it would add depth to the offensive line that I mm-hmm. think is fairly one dimensional at this point. I think we'll get everybody back from last year. Yeah, especially and with Brian O'Neill looking to yeah. to be a little bit healthier now. And you were just saying a little bit ago, Brian O'Neill was like full go as of like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I think they for tweeted the first time in a while. They tweeted today or xed today um it's tweeted we're gonna just say it. it's <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that uh that he had you know fully participated in practice today for the first time since his injury yeah which is huge That's that is crazy and achilles is not you know, a small injury yeah um so hopefully he can come back and be back to what he was and you know continue on his growth because he he's good yeah agreed yeah he's definitely good and uh, i don't know i w- we keep kind of dipping into this preseason game, so we'll have to get to that eventually. But I think my assessment of the second team offensive line was that they were they were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. They did not look good. Um, Nick Mullins was under duress a lot. Mm. Um, just had to eat it or throw it away a lot. Mm. Jaron Hall ended up playing towards the end of the game, and he threw it away quite mm. mo- quite a bit more than... Nick Mullins so that's where like I think possibly a Dalton Risner or somebody coming on could really add some depth and help solidify that offensive line I I, I think our offensive line could be top 10 with our starters mm-hmm. but beyond those guys it's a little questionable oh yeah yeah assuming O'Neill starts off healthy um, you've got one of the top tackle tandems, top, 
little tantrum. Say that five <laughs> times fast. That's a tough um, one. In the league, I mean, you could. I, I don't know if they they're the best of the best, but Derisaw and O'Neal, healthy versions of those guys. Yeah, there there's nothing wrong with that. You you go with that all day. Um, Garrett Bradbury, he can hold his own. He's had his struggles, but slightly um, undersized, maybe. Mm-hmm. But they've signed him back, so and I'm I'm not mad about that. I and think I think he works really well with Kirk. And I think that's important to have that chemistry mm-hmm. between your center and your quarterback. And Kirk has the eyes to look out and mm-hmm. see what the defense has given him. And Kirk can kind of relay that. And I think Kirk trusts Garrett a lot to make those adjustments oh, yeah. and signal to the rest of the O-line, like, this is the protection we need for this particular play. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a big reason why he ended up getting re-signed was just his relationship with Kirk and his IQ, yeah, I would say, definitely. for the game. I think he's still a young player. I mean, yeah. I think this will be his sixth year, so coming, in, coming into his own, entering that veteran status, but still young enough that he's got a lot of good years ahead of him in the yeah. league. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy they signed him back. He's had some like back injuries and yeah, stuff. which some, can be that can be rough, especially like, for an alignment like that. Like, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that they're sturdy in those situations. Yeah, but um, yeah, you, you mentioned the preseason game. I we we live in an area that that game was not televised live, which uh, we're just outside a viewing area. Dumb, Roger Goodell. If you're listening, <laughs> you need to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, we we do have Sunday ticket for the season, so um, we will we will not have an issue watching any game this regular season. But and we plan to cover every game. Yeah, that's so that's the goal. We uh, plan to do episodes. kind of a recap of each game and then looking ahead to the next week. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, just talking other free agent visits. Um, the last few days, Kareem Hunt. You know, oh, made yeah. a visit. Yeah, I um, forgot about that. I don't. I don't I, know. I don't. I feel decent about the running back position for the Vikings, even with losing Dalvin Cook. Um, but I think Alex be, is a, a great RB one. Yeah, I think he's he's gonna surprise some people this year. I think he's. I mean, he's done enough um, previously that. I, I don't think the coaches even really question that. They're just like, yep, he's our guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a legitimate competition for RB2. I watched some of the preseason game, and uh, Ty Chandler looked good. Yeah. Um, I think despite some shaky blocking in front of him in, in those passing situations, Nick Mullins struggled um, with kind of a weaker protection scheme in front of him, but... Hmm. Ty Chandler looked good. I think he was maybe one of the brighter spots of the offense. Yeah. Um, so there's gonna be there's gonna be competition for that RB two position between him and Kenny Nwangu for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's um, not even mentioning uh, what's what's the Dwayne XFL? McBride. Oh, that's the rookie. That's not who that's, I was gonna say. Oh, the guy they yeah. signed from the XFL. Oh yeah, I um, don't even remember his name. Abram something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we should know his name. Wasn't he the top rusher in the XFL? Yeah, he led last season. I mean, with something like seven hundred something yards rushing, but still, uh, yeah, 
Abram Smith. Abram Smith. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah, go. There you Good go. Googling skills had there. How to, to Google it. Yeah. Um. So that I mean, who knows? Maybe he pushes some people for a, a roster spot. Yeah. Yeah. He um, could. So yeah, that Kareem Hunt visit. Maybe that could just be, um, getting to know him a little bit in case there's injuries or in case something changes and they realize they need to make adjustments to that running back room. Um, you never know. And, and I don't know, some of that could just be kind of a flash in the pan. Like, yeah, he's kind of a big name. Let's see, you know. But I, with Kareem Hunt in particular, I'm concerned about the off-the-field stuff like he had. Yeah, it's he's been quiet off the field lately. for a little while. Lately, yeah. I mean, yeah. He definitely has that history, and I mm. mean... You just you get a little leery about that. Oh yeah. Um, what about uh, what about TJ? A midseason acquisition last year. A very good acquisition. Uh, probably, arguably, one of the best midseason trades that the Vikings have ever done. Yeah, yeah. It, I was really excited at the time and was not disappointed as he kept playing and performing. And remember that acquisition was made after. It, um, Irv Smith was lost for most of the season, yep, yep. Uh, and it ultimately made Irv Smith, you know, difficult to re-sign because why would you do that when you have, you know, T.J. Hawkinson? Yeah. Um, but he's been all camp dealing with an illness, um, and I think that's a little bit of media speak. Obviously, I don't know for sure, but I think this illness might clear up really quick once he uh, gets a new deal, um, which he absolutely is, you know, deserving of a high dollar contract. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And um, I actually saw a tweet from Darren Wilson. It was either today or yesterday that um, they, the Vikings might be a little held up even on like a Dalton Risner signing or potential other signings to see how this new Hawkinson deal will impact their their cap space for this year and obviously hopefully more many future years. Um, and uh, Wilson even kind of agreed with the idea that maybe this illness might go away really quick once that once that um, that contract is done. Money signed. speaks. Yeah, absolutely. And these players, I will never be upset about a player trying to get as many dollars as humanly possible because they're not playing forever. Yeah, especially true. if they're elite like a Hawkinson is. Well, you look at, I mean, Dalvin Cook. He's yeah, sitting around waiting for some team to give him, yeah, what he thinks he deserves. And mm. I mean, he is definitely worth the highest paid running back money. He is should be, but. I mean, I've stated my opinions on how much you should pay for running back. Well, I think you've stated it several times now, and I think the rest of the league, they're starting at least to wake up. The fans are starting to figure out. Okay, yeah, you don't pay running backs a lot. Yeah, because it's a committee position. Yeah, the days of the Adrian Peterson and even the Derrick Henrys, the two thousand yard rushers, they're they're kind of going gone. away. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to just because of injury and you know how much of a beating they take. It's hard to justify paying them for a long time a lot of money. Um, but that saying that again, those running backs should be fighting for every dime they can get, and yeah. good for them if they get paid. I just 
it could hinder the rest of the team to have a guy get paid a lot when he could get injured now for the season very in, very easily. Well, and those guys just take a beating. Mm-hmm. I mean, even more so than quarterbacks oh, yeah. to some extent because they touch the ball almost as much as a quarterback does. Mm-hmm. And they're not just touching the ball and dumping it off. They're getting the ball and running headlong into – guys that want to rip their heads off (laughs) if a running back is on the field for a play he is going to get hit yeah whether it's a pass play run play sack like he is going to get hit because he's he's either going to engage somebody in a block or Mm -hmm. he's going to run a route get rubbed get tackled he's going to have the ball and run it and get tackled at the end yeah and when they have the ball they're you know they're not running nicely. Like these running backs are they're aggressive. They're violent. Like yeah. it's a fun position, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, they just don't have long, long careers. Yeah, they definitely have longevity issues. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about Kirk? Yeah, what do you think so we happens with him. We, we talk about now? TJ's deal, and hopefully he'll get one. And Kirk, he's got some. There's a whole different story in that. We could do a whole podcast on the pros and cons of prolonging Kirk's Vikings career. Um, I'm a fan of Kirk Cousins, the quarterback and the guy. Um, That was even solidified more by the Netflix quarterback series, which was really good. We can talk about that too. We can have a little tangent here in a minute about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think there's some, some quirks in Kirk's contract, the way it ends this year. Uh, He is not, they're not able to, use the franchise tag even if they wanted to this year his contract will expire before they're able to use it um and so that's one thing you you think okay yeah so no franchise tag they're gonna want to sign him long term but then again i mean kirk i think he's 34 right now 35 35 starting to get up there and not everybody's tom brady to play you know into their mid 40s um so age is a factor um, so he's probably looking at something like a two to three year, yeah. okay, Sorry. two to three year deal. Um, and that's not going to be a cheap deal. Like one of those years is going to be, you're going to pay him as much in one of those two to three years as you would pay an entire first overall pick rookie quarterback in their rookie deal. You know, like it's, it's not cheap, but I mean, Kirk's worth it. You just don't know when he's going to drop off. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that works. I like Kirk. I hope he's a Viking until the end of his career, but I also like the Vikings and I hope that their quarterback situation is set up as much as it can be. I feel like Vikings fans are slightly more tolerant of mediocre to slightly better slightly okay mm-hmm. quarterback play than other franchises maybe like we've definitely put up with our fair share of like really bad quarterback play yeah and Kirk Cousins is not a really bad quarterback no he's Kirk, the best we've had Kirk Cousins arguably and we've talked about this maybe not officially on a recorded mm-hmm. podcast but you and I have talked about this many times before i mean he's he's top 3 in almost every statistical category and he's the best in some statistical categories behind only Fran Tarkenton and Tommy Kramer. Yeah. I mean, as far as Vikings categories. Okay. Yeah. In, in terms of the franchise. Yeah. Like he is, 
arguably, it, uh, he will uh, this season. He will surpass Tommy Kramer mm-hmm. in several statistical categories and cement himself second in almost every statistical category behind Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, and if he finishes his career, he could. He could. I mean, if he plays as long as Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady does, mm-hmm. he could surpass Fran Tarkenton and become the greatest. Yeah, but that would take it would take a ton of work between the front office, his agent, Kirk himself, because I think Kirk is very involved in those things. He doesn't just offload those. I think he's a yeah. pretty savvy guy and pretty keenly aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I wish um, and hope that he can stick with the Vikings as long as he's playing good football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's much argument. Uh, he, his addition to the Vikings before the 2018 season, the the entire franchise is in a better place overall since he joined the team than they were and that before. Came, if you remember, that came at a pretty precarious yeah. time because we had just... Yeah. we The Minneapolis Miracle, mm-hmm. Case Keenum to Stefan Diggs, that whole thing had just happened. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I me saying that's a little preposterous because that's coming off of the most recent NFC Championship appearance for the Vikings. Yeah. And they haven't gotten that far with Cousins. Well, I mean, we got destroyed by the Eagles. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But... but and we don't we don't need to go over that too much. But no. But I think but Kirk has elevated the quarterback room. Yes. Um he has I'm sure he had some conversations was some level a part of who they chose as their next coach after Mike Zimmer. Uh I don't think it's any secret that Kirk and Zimmer's relationship wasn't the best. It wasn't. Um so I think the the franchise today is better because of Kirk Cousins than it was before Kirk Cousins. And I, I there's I there can't be much argument about that. With that. I yeah. fully agree with that. We got to talk about uh, Netflix for a minute. Yeah, so you watched the whole se- series. I've, yeah, I've now watched all, I think it was eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And you said you've got the last one to Yeah, go. for whatever reason, I just haven't finished the last episode. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, interestingly, um, Marcus Mariota is like... Not not surprisingly, but just he's just absent. I mean, they, I think they mentioned him once or twice. Well, I mean, he literally was away from his, his team yeah. the last portion of their season. And I, I kind of get that, too. Like, they benched him, and he was like, well, my wife's having a kid, mm-hmm. so peace yeah. out. Yeah, it seems weird. I can see it. It was awkward, and though. And the, the TV series kind of gave his, his side of that story a little bit, which kind of softened my my thoughts on it but still like yeah if you're on a team you need to be there yeah yeah and and that's where like per our discussion about kirk a few seconds ago like i think kirk would be the guy to stick around yeah and now and that's not to say like if you you know have a child there you you need to have that yeah, family time be at and home stuff. and be with your wife and but support i think your they family. physically moved like they were not well, he elected to have a surgery that he had been oh, putting yeah. off. Yep, yep. And w- to me, it kind of just seemed like it was this giant middle finger to the Falcons of just like, well, you're going to bench me. I'm going to get this surgery that I've been meaning to have for mm-hmm. a while. 
and I'm going to be out for the rest of the season and quote unquote away from the team. Yeah. And the that series, Netflix, um, they painted him in a good picture. He came across oh, yeah. as a decent yep. guy. Yep. Um, obviously, family man. Um, so if it was something like they had spent, you know, every episode before that making him look awful and then, oh, all of a sudden he dipped out from his team. They, I'm sure editing, they can do whatever they want with editing. They could have yeah. made him look like a jerk. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. So I, I really think Marcus Mariota, the man, is probably a decent guy. I, yeah, I still hold um, him in pretty high regards. And that, that surgery was definitely a business decision. He was making yes. the best choice for Marcus Mariota. Yes. Not necessarily the team, which... You know what? I think everybody would a would do that. A team that's kind of on its way down, you're mm-hmm. not going to make the playoffs, you know, what the heck, might yeah. as well. And I mean, he's an eagle now. He he's he was yeah. able to get a yeah. deal with the Eagles. Obviously not as a starter. Jalen Hurts and Yep. But good for him. Um yeah. I did I liked so I've watched a few of Kirk's interviews um after the quarterback series yeah. has come out now. Um, and what was interesting to me was, and he's very vocal about this, he'll say that um, NFL Films was the crew that kind of filmed everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um, I think they were the ones that kind of compiled the footage and edited everything and put it all together and then sold it to Netflix mm-hmm. to get it out to the masses. Um, but Kirk has said several times now that he had the final say in everything yeah, which that is they good. put out. And um, he said that, you know, he had the power to pretty much say yes or no to anything that mm-hmm. they wanted to include. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, too. And I, I think Kirk was portrayed very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't think we got a inaccurate picture of who Kirk Cousins is I thought I think we got a very clear accurate representation of who he actually is uh, yeah as a I human would agree. being and also as a quarterback because I mean we saw we saw some frustrating moments there I mean like the Cowboys game yeah. and the Giants game the playoffs like those were hard tough games where things just didn't go our way at all and just just kept not going our way. Yeah. That Cowboys game alone, that's the most painful part of the regular season. Like Yeah. Oh, man. that was a tough one to watch. Yeah. And you know us. We we watch it all. Yep. We were there for the whole thing. Yeah. I agree though. So the idea is like you never truly know somebody. Like you could even say that about your best friend that you've known since, you know, elementary school. You never really know somebody. So Sure, there's a chance that Kirk, his portrayal in the Netflix series, that was an all all an act, you know, and maybe you never he, he could actually be a horrible person, but I agree with you. I I think it was accurate. I don't think it was an act. Um, there was a lot of access, and he was okay with even, which I thought was really cool. His you know couple his sessions that they would show with uh, the sports psychologist. Yeah, yeah, Which, I thought that was cool. Yeah, like I think that kind of you know gave the the good feel good part of like mental health and take care of yourself, but that he was comfortable sharing even just the the few minutes of content of that that they showed like that's really cool. And 
makes me think even more highly of him. Um, well, my think... favorite part of the whole series, though, was their <clears throat> after the Vikings lost their playoff game to the Giants, mm, mm-hmm. and they just kind of followed him, you know, into the locker room, into the parking lot where somebody like driving home with his wife. Yeah, but even in the parking lot, if you remember, somebody oh, he was like, like signing autographs. Somebody flagged him down. I don't know who it was, but he, yeah, you want to you want a signature yeah. immediately? Yeah, yeah, here you go. He could have just, you know, f that guy and kept driving, but that seemed like a Kirk Cousins thing to do to say, you know, somebody wants my autograph, I'm going to give it to him. Kirk would have said, frick that guy. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a couple of times <laughs> he, he, uh, he got bleeped, you know, in oh, yeah. previous years. But Oh, yeah. And then even to follow him, you know, hear the conversation with his wife, which is kind of funny as I was watching that. Like, I've had the after a bad day at work conversation with my wife. Mm-hmm. But like... That's all it was. It was just after a bad day. It's just where I'm talking about, you know, the things that I do in my boring job. He's talking about, yeah, I missed this elite wide receiver on this crazy play as an <laughs> NFL quarterback. Like, oof, you know, bad day at work. Like, that's crazy. Like, my wife, I will say, my wife liked watching it. She watched yeah. all of it with me. And she wants to be like Julie Cousins. Now. <laughs> like, she. I thought it was hilarious, um, and I think my wife actually would like do something like this. But there was, I think, in one of the first couple episodes, um, it was like a chaotic game, and Julie Cousins was like recounting the game to the cameras mm-hmm. and kind of that like interview style setup. And she's like, "Yeah, the game just got so intense. I put in my AirPods and I put on some worship music." <laughs> And my wife and I were just like yeah. losing it. We were laughing so hard. That was that that's was funny. funny. But I, I don't know. I think that's just like genuine Kirk and Julie. That's yeah, I really felt like they it are. was true. Like that would have had to have been a crazy act for it not to be yeah. that genuine. Well, and like the the opening scene of the first episode was the the end. I mean, that was Kirk coming home to put his kids to bed after he just lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to mention because. You know, that was my favorite part where it showed him coming home. And I mean, I don't, I'm not a crier. I don't watch sad movies and cry. Um, But like when he got home and he was talking to, I think, his oldest son, uh, who had let his younger brother go to that game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, you were, you were awesome for letting your brother go. Like, no, we didn't win, but like, you're, you're so awesome, bud. Like, your great brother and Kirk's year just got tore down and he yeah. was just being a regular dad. Yeah. And it's like, man, he's, he's being good to his kid. Like you get a little emotional, yeah. especially as dads ourselves. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. And it kind of pulls on your heartstrings a little bit for mm-hmm. sure. That's yeah. So you need to watch that last episode. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'll watch it. It's There's, like the awards and stuff as far as Kirk, right? Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 yeah who cares? Yeah, who whatever. cares about that? <laughs> and then more wholesome Kirk cousins, Going to award shows and mm-hmm. trying to continue the the chains thing, yeah, and all that. You <laughs> he know. sang too, didn't he? Yeah, he sang uh, Kelly Clarkson <laughs> oh, yeah. in front of Kelly Clarkson because <laughs> Kelly Clarkson hosted mm-hmm. the NFL Honors this last year, and so he came out and did a little remake of "Since You've Been Gone." <laughs> yeah, I remember in the news seeing that when that happened, but it was uh, I think it was an homage to Tom Brady because yeah. Tom Brady finally retired, and yeah. I think it was the parody was since Tom's been gone. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk, it's like 
you roll your eyes at him as if your dad tells a bad joke. You roll like Kirk, you know, the dad mentality. I don't know. I like Kirk. I feel like if you watch that Netflix series, you can't come away without liking him more than you did. Maybe you hated Kirk. I don't know. If you're a Packer fan, you hate Kirk Cousins. You think he sucks. Whatever. You, if you watch that, you have to at least like him more than you did. Of, of course. Yeah. Like he's just he's such a wholesome guy. Mm-hmm. Down to earth, realistic. Even if you're not like a person of faith, like you can yeah. appreciate who he is and what he's about. Yeah. I think I, I hope everything he deserves every good thing that comes to him. Absolutely. Hopefully a Lombardi trophy comes that way. I just I feel like it's never gonna happen for us. Uh, well there's a spot in Kirk's yeah. personal I like, hope shrine at his house for it. So I hope he gets that. I, I hope for all of Vikings nation mm-hmm. that we can we can bring one of those home. Yep. And then forever, if let's just say the unthinkable happens and Kirk helps lead this team to the promised land this year. Forever. Anytime somebody says something bad about Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, you can be like, I don't care. You want a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, you can have whatever opinion you want. You like Super that. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Trophy in yeah. the case over there. The silver one with the football on top. That's a good one. Well, this is not officially Kirk Cousins fan line, so we should probably move on to the, the rest of the topics. We could we, we could quickly recap the preseason game that you didn't even really watch, Yeah, I, but we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And we could also maybe talk quickly about just who we think will make the 53-man roster and who won't. Yeah, sounds good. As we kind of wrap up here. So that preseason game, I mentioned we live in an area where we're just outside of where it was televised. Which is bogus, and so, it should change. Roger Goodell, please fix that. Neither of us really were able to watch it live. I think you were able to find some way to see a little bit of it live, but it wasn't great. Um, I've seen like the highlights and some of the the Twitter reactions. So I've I've seen that highlight of Ivan Pace kind of blowing up the right guard and mm-hmm. you know at least initiating the the tackle of I think the running back. Um, and I think. To go on that tangent for just a second, I think he was really hyped going into that game. Mm-hmm. Um, even a lot of people close to the organization, like Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, who called the game, mm-hmm. were just like all they could talk about was Ivan Pace Jr. and how amazing he was and, you know, undrafted, whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he just kind of, I mean, he played well. Yeah. But didn't like stand out. Didn't yeah. and and maybe we just the sample size is too small and we don't have enough to go off of yet. Um, but I don't know. I like to reserve judgment until there's a good amount of games to really back up. Yeah, absolutely. What we're talking about for sure. So, but anytime you can look not bad as an undrafted free agent True. in your first preseason game. That's a good, that's a positive. And I think I heard, because Ben Lieber was on the sideline for that game too, I think I heard Ben Lieber say something about how he was like one of the one of the best defensive players to ever go through the University of Cincinnati. Yeah. Like he's got, he's got pedigree. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a good football player. Yeah. And Cincinnati's coming off a recent college playoff appearance. Like, yeah. no, yeah. they didn't win the national championship, but. But for a school like Cincinnati mm-hmm. to make it to the final four yeah. that's that's a big deal yeah and so yeah so anyways 
that game. Uh, Ty Chandler, I think he had 11 carries. Uh, not quite 100 yards, but he he looked good. He looked great in the first half, ex- especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first half was the Vikings half. Um, okay. We I think at one point it was 10 nothing or 13 nothing. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then it was just all the Seahawks after that. But I mean, it's tough to tell because you don't know who's a starter and who's not for them. We yep. kind of know, you know, the Vikings roster and who's I, other than Ed Ingram, there really weren't any mm-hmm. bona fide starters out there that we know of right now. And yep. I suppose that could change with the rest of the preseason and, you know, but I, I think we've got a pretty good idea of who's going to be on that 53 man. Yeah. For the most roster. part, there's not a ton of question marks. Um, I think uh, Jordan Addison had a couple of decent plays. Yep. That officially non-catch sideline toe yeah. tapper that was beautiful and, and I, probably would be a catch. I if told it were. you earlier. I I thought initially when I watched it because I watched it live, um, I thought it wasn't a catch. And then I watched the replays and I went back and looked at it a few more times after that. I'm like, you know what? That that yeah. kind of looks like a catch, and that's a really good catch for a rookie receiver to make yep and, and that sometimes th- i think that adjustment out of college one toe to two toes is oh yeah a game changer and it didn't seem like it was that much of an adjustment for him yeah he seemed he seemed like he belonged yeah. and sure like you said we don't know he could have been going off going against guys that'll never touch the the seahawks regular season roster yep. but i mean when if you're going against second stringers, you're supposed to look good. And I think he looked good in the couple of plays that he got the opportunity to. And that uh, that's an interesting <clears throat> like little thread through training camp and now through these preseason games is what's the wide receiver battle going to be like? Yeah. Because we know who wide receiver one is. Oh, There's without no a question. question about that. He's wide receiver one of the league. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe like... MV possible MVP of the yeah. league if he has a great season this yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all for that. I think we all are. Um, I mean, he's proven himself the last couple of years. He's outstanding. JJ. Of course, yeah. Oh, you mean, oh, not Adam Thielen? Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> does he? No, he doesn't. No, dang it. I just made us both sad. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Ev. And reminded me that we play Carolina this year, and we have to see Yeah, in Carolina. In a different jersey. That'll yeah. be weird. I saw a highlight of uh, Bryce Young's first pass as an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And it was to it was a first down catch to to good old Adam Thielen. Good for him. I he's another guy. Yeah. He deserves every good he, thing that comes does. to have come he to does. him. But yep. anyways, the Vikings receivers. But yeah, there's gonna be a lot of competition. Obviously, JJ's number one, but then you know, you, you have this slew of other guys. KJ Osborne, mm-hmm. Jalen Rager, um who else am I forgetting? I mean Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. <laughs> Those are the big three. And then, yeah. well, no, I mean, JJ, KJ, and Jordan. Those are the big three. Yeah. And then you got Jalen Rager. You have, um, who's the guy they just recently signed? Um, he was a bear last year. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, Nikhil yeah. Harry. He was a first-round pick for yeah. the the uh, Patriots, just never really yeah. fully put it together. But I guess he's a big dude, like 240-something pounds, like Oof. big dude. Um what was I listening to? The Power Trip 
on KFan. Chris Hockey said he looked like a tight end. <laughs> um, also, I think he wears number 28, which that needs to change right now. Uh, that number should be retired. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. There's also another wide receiver who he's a fringe guy, might be a practice squad guy. I should know his name. I'm disrespecting him right now. Uh, but he's wearing number 19. Like, dude, the body's not even cold yet. You can't just give that number away. Like, Adam Thielen made 19 cool. Yeah. It, don't tell me about Keyshawn Johnson. Adam <laughs> Thielen made 19 cool. At least in Minnesota, he yeah. did, for sure. And while we're on this little tangent, Josh Oliver may go down as the greatest blocking tight end in Vikings history. Yes, I know who Jimmy Kleinsaucer is. Um, he may <laughs> go down as the best one ever. He is not allowed. Nobody should be allowed to wear the 84. I agree. Why is that not retired? Let's talk really quick. What numbers, first of all, what numbers are already retired? Well, we've got 10. We We have 53. 10 for Fran. uh, 53 for McTinglehoff. uh, 77 for the late, great Corey Stringer. Corey Stringer, yeah. Um, 80, no, not 81. 88 for a defensive lineman, no doubt. Uh, I believe that's Alan Page. Um, and that, I'm sure I'm missing some. I'm trying to look it up here. 10, 53, 77, 88. Chris Carter. 80? Yeah. Chris Carter, 80. Um, and Jim Marshall, 70. Yes. Okay. So what is that? Five? Six. Six? 10, 53, 70, 77, 80, 88. Yes. And I think of the people we just mentioned... Um, Randy's 84. There's no question. Right now, do it. Yep. Retire that number. Absolutely. I think 84 needs to be retired. Mm-hmm. I think... And I think 28 is close. Maybe not right now, just because he's... He's still He's not in like, the hall. Well, you know? he's still technically active. Yeah, I mean... Too. Like, he hasn't officially retired. He's yeah. like one of those dudes that's just sitting around mm-hmm. waiting for one more... Yeah. Hurrah. So, I think... Eventually, his Vikings career on the field earned that retired number. Yeah. But I don't know. As far as current, this is a whole nother topic. This is one we could could make this a four-hour-long podcast. I think 22 is one that you could dual retire for Kraus and Harry the Hitman. Agreed, yeah. But then you get the argument, you can't just retire every number. True. But at some point, like, I don't know, the NFL is going to get so old that... Well, they just uh, added the number zero back to the available numbers. And, Um, I mean, you could throw in zero, zero, too. I mean, we could get all the digits. Yeah. (coughs) They're going to need to go triple digits. Are there... How many numbers are retired league-wide? Are there any numbers that are, like... Like a Jackie Robinson type thing? Yeah. I don't think there's any... I don't think any in ...official league-wide. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously every team has but their... But the NFL own. hasn't been around nearly as long as Major League Baseball. No, but they've been around long enough that if... Yeah. Well, and I, but the, the interesting thing about the NFL is it's the merger of two different leagues that both had some history before mm-hmm. they merged in yeah. the 60s, too, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know if I could get on board with like a league-wide one. I mean, you think of who who could have that honor, 
like Pat Tillman seemed like a good dude. Yep. But is that? And um, uh, I mean, he served our country. Yeah. Yeah. That that to me, like he's definitely in his own category. Mm-hmm. But it would have I, to be something like that, like oh, like sure. something like a Jackie Robinson to sure. to justify a league wide for sure honor like that. Like that's higher than Hall of Fame. That's yeah. like the highest anything could ever give you. You know. How are we doing, Ev? Are we are we getting a little long in the tooth here? Well, we're we're doing fine on time, but we can wrap it up. Do we want to talk about the fifty three man roster? Like, do we want to talk about like um, any anybody that you think will make or won't make the roster? I don't think I'm prepared right now enough to go through like a position by position breakdown. Um, How about just like anybody, yay or nay? Like, I mean, I we think m- this person will make it. This person won't. Like any, let's just like fringe players who's kind of on the bubble right yeah. now. I mean, we kind of had this topic one time with like a surprise cut. Oh, Remember yeah, where you said uh, our favorite CJ, fullback? I said CJ Ham. I yeah, that. he said he might, he could be in that category, and I said Cam Bynum. Um, I don't, I don't know that I agree with you on Cam Bynum. Yeah, I and I, I'm not, I'm spot. not putting my foot down on that that thought process, but yeah, I don't know. I can't think of like a big, even just like a money guy or like. Like, if we were going through all of camp and the whole story was, man, Harrison Smith has been looking terrible and looks like he's lost, you know, eight steps, like, it would have to be something like that for me mm-hmm. to be like, is he going to make the team? And we but really like, haven't heard anything like that. Yeah. Like, the players that we know, like, people that we've got context for, they're they're there and they're yeah. doing stuff. And we're getting some of those guys back, like Brian O'Neill and... Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't heard anything really from the quote-unquote big name free agents they've signed. Like, yeah. have you heard Byron Murphy's name at Not all? Really. Um, Marcus Lowry. Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport. I don't think he Davenport even played in the preseason game. But I mean, we're not hearing big good or big bad things about any of those guys yet. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't think there will be many surprise cuts. Um, the money guys, you know, the, the guys that it seems like they're going to cut for, you know, salary cap, they've already done that. Like Mm -hmm. Dalvin's gone and, you know, Daniil Hunter, he signed and he's on the team. Like he's going to be a Viking this year. Yep. Um, we didn't even really talk about that. Yeah. That was a big story. That's a big deal really for the Vikings. And I'm happy about that when he's healthy, which has been most of his career outside of the one full loss season. And then the half lost season next year, so a good chunk. But <laughs> when he's healthy, he is he's as much of a physical freak as Adrian Peterson was oh, in his prime. He's a beast. Yeah, he's, he's somebody you want on your team. He is disruptive mm-hmm. in the backfield. Yep, for sure. And off the field, he's not. We've he's never good, heard a bad thing he's about a good him. Good dude. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy. And if he's a jerk, he's not legally. You know, he, he's <laughs> not getting right. in trouble. Like. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm glad Daniel Hunter is a Viking, and I want him to be a Viking forever. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, what do you, do you think? There's any fringe guys? Do, do you have any names that might not mm. make it? I mean, I've kind of had my eye on Jalen Rager, and I I kind of okay. watched him with interest. Um, and maybe maybe there's a little bit of a vendetta there of like, well, he's a former Eagle and. <laughs> 
You, we just don't like the Eagles. Um, and he looked bad last year. Like there was in that quarterback series. Yeah. Um, there was one particular scene where Kirk came off the field after throwing to Jalen and Jalen didn't catch it or something happened yep. and Kirk was mad. Like I remember that because it would have been a touchdown. Pissed off. Yeah. Because yeah, it was a it was a big play. Could have been huge, and Kirk was very vocally frustrated with Kevin O'Connell and mm-hmm. I don't know who else, Keenan McCardell and whoever else was yeah. on the sideline with him of like. I threw it right where he needed to be. He should have been there. It was the perfect catch, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and just, I remember it's didn't. just like, and I think we, I think we were watching that game together and mm-hmm. we were both just like Jalen Rager. What, the, what he gave up, like, we're not gave up. It's like, he thought the play, the ball had already been thrown to a different guy. So yeah. he kind of just, it, he kind of just stopped in the middle of the play. And yeah, that was, that was the moment last year where I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe he's not all that he's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. But and give the guy didn't. a little credit, though. I agree. He didn't look great. And But one of his first plays on the team was a, a short rushing play. He ran it in for a touchdown. True. He had been traded. He yep. is already going through, you know, not living up to expectations. In Philadelphia, can you imagine being on that team and those oh, yeah. fans if you're not living up to their crazy expectations <laughs> when you were drafted, what two spots ahead of Justin Jefferson and Justin those Jefferson. fans. And now you're on Justin Jefferson's team yeah. living in his shadow. Yeah. And I, those I can Philly fans probably ate him alive. He probably couldn't go out to eat. Oh yeah. Like, so I'll give him a little credit just as a person. And I, I have a, I have a very, um, how do I say this? He's a human being. Yes. And I get that. Yes. And like, I'm not trying to like, I would never try to question anybody's humanity um, or question anybody's like integrity mm-hmm. when I don't know them personally or anything like that. But I, I've just had my eye on him. Yeah. Um, and just wonder about like, is, is he the guy? And I think that, I think that competition at the wide receiver mm-hmm. position, that wide receiver two position is really, really interesting with him, KJ Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. like that, that's going to be a really competitive spot. And oh, yeah. all three of them, I think, could realistically hold that spot and do a pretty darn good job. Yeah. Well, I think anytime your team spends a first round pick on your position, that is reason to perk up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Jefferson is fine, but like everyone else, should be like questioning like what am I doing that you think you need to bring in a high profile rookie when maybe we need a better O-line or maybe we need better linebackers or Mm -hmm. whatever why is it my position group that you're using this first round pick on so all of those guys KJ Jalen Rager everybody in that room should at least be awake a little bit they got put on notice on Mm -hmm. draft night and it's been like all right, bring your A game every yeah. day mm-hmm. when you put on that helmet and those pads and that jersey and you step out onto that field at TCO. And, yeah, it's it's a battle. Yeah. You got to oh, yeah. grind and, I don't know, we'll find out who uh, coach thinks will make that final roster here. I am interested soon. to see the, the final team. I don't think anything crazy will be 
surprising, but it'll yeah, be fun. Yeah, and I've kind of followed, like, they just released the, like, updated unofficial 53-man roster, and there there weren't any, like, major surprises there. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I just didn't know. I was digging a little bit. No, yeah. to see if you had any intel well, that I didn't have. And you mentioned that roster. Um, I think it was, once that came out um, on Twitter, Dustin Baker, he had tweeted out, he actually tweeted out, like, an hour before they released the roster, like, something to the tune of like, hey, we should probably see a first roster or depth chart sometime soon. Like yeah. it's about that time. And then the Vikings, you know, released their their depth chart. And uh he tweeted and was like, Yeah, I, I kinda hit that on the nail, didn't I? Like <laughs> <laughs> But he did tweet a little bit later and say, you know, last year's first unofficial depth chart um was pretty Pretty on the ball, uh, with the exception of like two guys who ended up just being second stringers. Like, other than that, they were they were pretty on the ball for who started the first game. Um, And I don't remember the the two guys, but I think one was Chris Reed, the offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't remember the other one. But yeah, I mean, there could be some some good information in that first depth chart this year, which I need to to look more into. Well. More fodder for the next pod. Next pod. Interesting. Um, by the time we record next, I will have attended an NFL preseason game. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it is not. To? It is not a Vikings preseason game. Unfortunately. So I'm going with two other guys. Where uh, one of those guys is a Colts fan, the other guy is a Bears fan. Um, both of whom may at some point find their way on this podcast. At some point, wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I am going this coming Saturday. The Colts host the Bears. There you go. So cheap tickets, obviously, um, for those two teams. And uh, yeah, we're just going on a little little quick trip, a little boys trip. Yeah. So I might have some some nuggets about that game, even though it has nothing to do against the Vikings. But maybe some future trade prospects. Yeah, it could be. I'm excited to see um, Anthony Richardson in person, even if it is only for a few plays. Uh, Justin Fields, who. Threw a couple of short passes yesterday, yesterday, and all of a sudden, he's the MVP. You know, <laughs> good grief! That yeah, right. he's a good running back. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. that's where I'm looking at there by the go. time we record next. Well, and uh, you know, we're hoping to go kind of like pretty consistent weekly here pretty soon. So yeah, our our goal, you know, everything there could be unforeseen things that happen, but. Our goal is to have every week a uh, uh, look ahead to the next game and a recap of the previous game. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for weekly episodes. Um, yeah, hopefully we're able to, to keep that going and, you know, interact with us. We've got our, our socials. Um, look for us at, at the Skull Hop on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Twitter is what I'm going to call it. Facebook, uh, Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. And I think we, didn't we say last time that we would offer up a free sticker we to did. anybody? So we said, hey, you know, I think we said the email. Our email is uh, at the skull hop at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and we, we got exactly zero responses. So. Hey, uh, Brian and Forrest, I know you guys are listening. <laughs> if you want a Skull Hop sticker, uh, send an email. And this is the way that I'll know that you listened to the whole episode. So thank you guys. Yeah, we'll hook you up for sure. <laughs> All right, well, 
uh, that's definitely the goal, and uh, we're we're still reaching for that. But yeah, we're excited for the season and mm-hmm. excited for some weekly episodes. Um, we got a little bit of work to do before we get there, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, uh, just to wrap it around, what do you think? Pseudo Sue, did it hit the spot today? Oh yeah. Pseudo Sue. It always hits the spot. I've had this several times. And yeah. It's always a good. It's always a good pour. Perfect. Well, on that, we'll cheers and we'll say skull. Until next time. Skull. Skull.